Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Support Solutions. In each episode, we'll chat about what we're up to and bring you fantastic interviews with guest experts, as well as our app of the month and top tips, all aimed at helping you to grow your VA business. So grab a cuppa, sit back and join us for a fun-filled hour. Hello, Joe. Welcome. This is our first podcast. It's so exciting. Are you as excited as I am? Yes, it will be really exciting. Looking forward to getting going with the podcast. Yes, it's it's been a long time in the planning, and we've got a great lineup of guest interviews for all our wonderful VA listeners and anybody who's not a VA who might be listening too. And uh, and we're going to kick off this week with our amazing Mrs. Awesome Amanda. Johnson, who runs the virtual assistant and coaching and training company. And we're going to see Amanda. She's going to join us very soon. But in the meantime, Joe, what have you been up to in these strange times that we're living through at the moment? Well, apart from a, a little bit of homeschooling, I've been helping companies to pivot their business, move online, and um, I've moved my gym and fitness classes online. So I'm keeping up with my exercise as well. Oh, that's more than I'm doing. I, uh, I'm, I'm a naturally lazy exercise person. I don't enjoy it at all. And at the moment, I can't go out for my daily walks because up until now, you, as you know, I live in Israel and the restrictions here have been going on a bit longer and are a bit stricter than they are in the UK. And we've not been able to go more than about, um, started off 100 metres outside our, 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 where we live and then it went to 500 metres but they're threatening to lift those restrictions for exercise as of Thursday this week. So I shall start getting up and going out for my morning walk properly with my mask and my gloves and all the other paraphernalia. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I'm noticing that I need to do it. Um, aside from that, I've been busy recording my Teams course, which has been um, challenging, if we'd like to say. I've had some technical challenges and trying to record a, a live training session with two cameras and sound and four participants it's been interesting but we'll get there it's now time to meet our star guest our guest expert for this week the wonderful amanda johnson welcome amanda it's great to have you here joe and i are really excited that you are our inaugural guest for amazingly virtually amazing the podcast and we are just thrilled that, that you're with us. So welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's it's a pleasure. Joe, do you want to ask Amanda anything to kick us off? Yes. Um, Amanda, as a, an award-winning trainer for VAs, what advice would you give to potential new VAs coming into the industry at this very difficult time? At this difficult time, so during COVID-19 and things like that, what advice would I give? Do your research um, and do nothing really changes actually in all honesty. So all of the things I would say about setting up a VA business at any time, I would say to do exactly the same now. And some people have said to me, oh, well, I'm guessing now is the wrong time to start mm -hmm. a VA business. And I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, but I would say it is about doing research, it is about asking questions, and in the same way I would say at a normal time, don't sell, build relationships, 
I would say that's even more critical at the moment. And I'm not saying don't sell as in to get clients, but actually build the relationships first, get to know, like, trust, the things that I say all of the time. And then actually people will gravitate towards you and they will see the value and the benefits that you can bring to them. Um, so yeah, research, 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 ask questions, build relationships. Yeah. I, I think that's really, not rocket really science. true. Mm. No, I, th- I think it's really true, especially in these times where most people or a lot of businesses now are moving online. So in a way, it's almost the perfect time to start in my humble non-VA opinion, but because uh, I'm not a VA, I'm an IT trainer, but it seems to me that with the world moving online, um, that this is perfect because what, do you think, Amanda, what do you think is going to happen when we come out of all this? Do you think work is going to go back to how it was before? That's a really interesting question and one my husband and I were chatting about literally last night because for so long, so many companies have said, actually, no, you can't work from home. This work has to be done in office. Um, There's no way of this working remotely and all of those things, all of the cliche things that we've all heard. And all of a sudden, this has landed on our doorstep and it's like, oh, okay, we've got to make this work. And people have, that flexible working and all of those things, people are suddenly having to find themselves doing. So I think what we will end up with is almost a a new normal, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. everybody will say, no, your place of work is in this building and you will come to work. But I think what we'll see more of is people saying, can I work flexibly? Can I do this? Can I do that? And when the companies start pushing back and saying, no, 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 that's not how we do it here, you must come to work, I think the individuals will start making that case for that greater flexible working and start, I think, pushing the boundaries or pushing the envelope a little bit, that they then say, well, actually, that doesn't work for me now because I know I can do my job around the children or within and I'm happy to work nine till three and then come back in the evening because it suits me or us and our lifestyle and I think that will be the sort of subtle change and I'm going to say over the next 12 to 18 months I think that initial thing is everybody will be expected to go back and then over the 12 to 18 months we're going to see this sort of almost veer and haul, that sort of mm-hmm. people push, come back, push, come back. Yeah. And then I think yeah. in 18 months, I think we'll see a much more agile workforce. It, it, I think I agree with that, and I think it'll end up being a little bit more of a hybrid, where you might only go into the office once a week for that contact, which is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you say, we've all been pushed into a position where you have to be at home working and um, you know people will over a period of time get very comfortable and will suddenly see that they don't have to be on that train or that tube at 6am and yeah. squash like a sardine you, you know and, and the commute so yeah I think we could end up with a hybrid workforce and I'm yeah and I'm seeing reports of companies actually hiring more virtual staff 
I won't say virtual assistants, but gen general, any, any kind of um, work that can be done remotely. And I'm seeing reports of that already starting to happen. And I'm think, beginning to think it's going to have a huge impact on property, on office space. Yes. Um, yeah. Because now our home is our office space. Although, like, for me and you and you, it's our office space anyway. So we're yeah. used to this. So what, what tips, Amanda, can you offer to somebody who's just been thrown into this work-from-home um, mindset that where they're used to going to an office and all of a sudden they're on their own? Before I answer that question, can I just come back to your other one very quickly? Because yeah. there's a thought. So, Princewaterhouse Cooper, PwC, yeah. they employ virtual assistants at the moment. So the job title is virtual assistant, but actually they are employed PAs no. who work remotely. Yeah. Now their contract is they have to work four days from home and one day in the office. Oh. Yeah. PwC for a very long time have said, no, you must do four days at home, one day in the office. Well, apparently they're now starting to question that and actually has there been a benefit by these people working remotely the whole time? And apparently there's a study going on them. I don't, I don't work for them and I haven't spoken to somebody physically, but apparently there is a study that's looking now to see actually what is the benefit to the company of bringing them in for that one day could we just have these people working remotely full time and i think that's a massive yeah step yeah. and they're looking at changing i've heard they're looking at changing the job title again back to um it's not homeworking pa but it's not va it's moving away from that label va back to that sort of pa ea yeah role title but just the fact that they're remote working. And I think that's, Brilliant. that's been sparked by what we're going through now. Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, interesting move. Yeah, yeah. Mm, exactly, so that's why, um, so I think it is, there's um, a mindset shift, there's a concept shift and all of that. But back to your question of things for people who found themselves thrown into this environment. Um, for me, um, virtual assistants don't work in their PJs. Mm. So um, all of us, occasionally I might have Got my lipstick. Morning. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's, we don't do it, do we? So for me, it is about that structure. So it's about getting up, showering, getting dressed. It's not about putting your best fancy dogs on, but it is about getting yourself mentally prepared to go to work. Yes. Um, I think having a designated workspace is really important and for those who don't have that designated workspace, so during COVID-19 lots of people have found themselves at home and they haven't used their dining table or a space in a bedroom or something like that, it is still about making it a go-to-work activity and a come-home-from-work activity. Yeah. So that's ideally a space in the house where you can go to work but it's having that space set up properly in order to work. So if that is the dining table, it's making sure at the end of the day that the laptop gets closed, the mm. work stuff gets put in a pile, and ideally removed from that dining table. Um, now I know that doesn't always work for people, but it is that sort of concept of going to work. I've known some people 
they'll actually, and this one always makes me chuckle, they go out the front door and come in the back door, or go out the back door and come in the front door. Yeah. Because they've mentally taken themselves out of the property and back in the property. I have to say, I don't do that. <laughs> I find it. But I get it. I do get it. I mean, I've had eight years of doing this. Um, and when I first launched my business, my office was actually outside in the garage. And it was brilliant because I went out the front door, I opened the office door, I went in, the end, I could come back in if I needed to, but I wasn't seeing mm. everything around me. Yes. Um, and the other one for me is having the start time and the finish time. Um, so, for example, when I get up in the mornings, even whether I'm the children at school or like now, I get up in the mornings and I have Amanda's busy 30 minutes. And that's washing machine on, dishwasher on, clearing both the stuff away, throwing the laundry down, all of the things that need to be done. But when it's time to go to work, whatever hasn't been done, puff. Yeah. It stays there until the end of the day when I finish work. Yeah. Um, because during work time, I'm at work. Yeah. So how do you handle the demarcation between work time and, and home time when you work from home? Joe, what do you do? Um, and then we go back to Amanda. What do you do to separate that? Because it's really tempting. We've all got smart devices. We've all got phones, laptops, iPads, Androids, whatever you might have. And we can be on call 24-7. And sometimes clients expect you to be available 24-7. So how do you manage that demarcation so first joe and then amanda it, it's for me it's very much about discipline um and it's about setting the boundaries with the client and saying my core working hours are 9 to 5 30 okay now there are times when i do work outside of that particularly at the moment where i've taken an hour and a half because I've got to feed the kids and, and, and perhaps have with homework. But generally speaking, my working hours are around about 9 to 5.30. The laptop goes off. I don't use it for social interaction. Um, I don't use it for sort of my Facebook or my browsing in the evening if I'm going to be in queue and trying to do those shop. I do that somewhere else. Um, and I'm now very fortunate that we have built a small office in the house when we, we had some remodelling done, which means that I can shut the door mm. and I can leave work. Um, prior to having the office, it was a case of shutting the laptop and putting it with a pile of paperwork in a corner. So it was out of sight and it wasn't necessarily in my face with me itching to just not leave it alone and it is it is about the discipline but i can say that after ooh, more years than i care to remember working in the say in this way as a freelancer and a va and a, a consultant yeah amanda what, what 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 would you say to that what what advice would you give to manage that kind of i need i've got my phone oh look i've just had an email shall i reply um, i'm very similar to joe but I probably slightly different. So I, when I was VAing, I would never have my client's emails on my phone. Mm. My client's emails only ever went to my computer. 
Yeah. Um, and that was when I was managing their accounts or anything, only ever my computer. Um, and that meant I tracked my time. It meant I was, you were getting a business focused or a, on the right person, the right Amanda sat in front of the computer. Um, I never ever do business social media from my phone either. So although I have social media accounts on my phone, if I'm using my phone, it's me as a person rather than me as the business owner. Yeah. So if that's managing Facebook groups, managing marketing my business, I will only ever do it on my phone. Now, if we're traveling, I do make exceptions to that. I might use my phone if we're traveling or I might use my iPad if we're traveling. <coughs> but if I'm at work, I am sat at this desk, at work with my iMac in front of me doing what I do. Um, I also set boundaries. So if I go back to when I was VAing, I never let my clients WhatsApp me. Um, they did have my text, uh, my mobile number, they did have my email address and all those things. But I learned the lesson very early on with a couple of clients and I let them WhatsApp me and then they would send stuff to me at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night and because it had arrived on my phone, I dealt with it or I'd get, oh yeah, I'll do that in the morning. And come morning, I'd forget. Mm -hmm. So I soon stopped those sorts of boundary things. Yeah. Um, nowadays, I will be honest, I'm a trainer nowadays and I run a course where there is a very personal element of me involved in that course. So the model that I operate is a hybrid of coaching, training and mentoring. So there are times when somebody will message me at nine, ten o'clock at night, and if we're watching, I don't know, drivel on the television and my phone is next to me, and I think, do you know what? I can make a difference to that person. Of course I'm going to respond, but that's my choice. I don't ever yes. set the expectation mm -hmm. that I will respond at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. But if, I, if I'm sat here and I'm doing stuff, and I think, do you know what? It's going to make a difference to that person. Oh, sod it. I'll just reply. That's mm -hmm. that's me. Um, I was going to say going above and beyond expectation. It, that probably is the thing. It's about making the difference. It's why I've won those awards. It's why that people recommend what I do because Absolutely. they know I care about them, and yeah. that's that's all part of it. So it's very different as a coach, trainer, and mentor. To when I was VAing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I find similar because I, although I've got pre-recorded online courses that people take, I also do some one-to-one -one stuff and a lot of virtual learning and I get people asking me questions all over the place um, and I do tend to answer because it, it helps and I can't help it actually. I think if you're in the mindset as a trainer type, you just want to answer questions. <laughs> I can't bear having them hanging there and wondering when when I can help them for two minutes solve something so yeah I, I think that's uh, I think that's that's really really good and then there are things that people need to have in place Amanda when they do start up just very quickly what what top three things do you think they need to have in place when they start that are really important and will make a difference to their business um Boundaries, so, and that's internal. So there's a couple of things I suppose internally. Understanding your boundaries, or knowing what they are and setting them out. 
Knowing your core values and what's important to you and what it is. So those are the sort of internal things and discipline, actually. Yeah. Um, loving what you do. So they're the internal things. As a business owner, I think it is about making sure the legals are in place. Mm -hmm. So whether that's contracts, insurance, data protection, it is about having those fundamentals mm -hmm. in place. But you don't have to have those on day one. There isn't. You don't need those until you get the client. So do the research, know what you're going to do, make sure you know where you're going to buy them from and all those things and what they're going to say. You don't have to pay out money until you've got them. Um, the other one is, I believe, a domain-specific email address. Yes. So Amanda at VACT sounds far more serious and professional and everything else than VACT at Gmail. Do you know what? I use that so often, I ought to create it really. <laughs> um, somebody might ever message me on it. But for me, that domain-specific email address is really important. Huge. The website, it can come. The social media profiles, they can come. Um, but those two things, I think, are really important. And then the third piece of advice probably links back to you as a person again is stop comparing your start to somebody else's mm -hmm. start, middle or end. So on launch, if you can only do one or two things, do you know what? Just sell one or two things. Don't try and go, oh, but Jane down the road, she's got this long list and I don't know how to do any of it, but I'm going to sell it because that's what she's selling. Don't do that. Start with... <clears throat> and as you next learn something, you can add it. And you build and grow this business. So for me, anybody coming into the VA industry or even the freelance industry, a sort of gig economy, um, have the long game in mind mm. rather than the short game. Yes. Um, Agreed. It's, it sounds awful, isn't it? But none of it's rocket science. <laughs> it's about doing the small things right and doing the small things well yeah I, I i totally agree i think you know and it's knowing who your customers are as well who you which clients you want and you know there would be no point me training people how to use bookkeeping software you know i, I couldn't do that in a month of sundays my husband who's an accountant tears his hair out when i have to reconcile the bank account however i am brilliant at teaching basic excel so it's about picking the things that you know and niching down and, and really, really roughing. So, so Joe, what sort of things do you niche into while we're talking about that? It seems like a good place to ask that question. Um, well, my business has evolved hugely over the um, period. And I now focus on three very distinct, very core areas. Email marketing across a range of tools. Um, GDPR, which um, I'm about to become accredited um, as a, a consultant, and also systems and processes. Mm -hmm. So I help people to find the right tool to do the right job. Um, very often in the virtual world, we find people who've started businesses, who've come from an environment where they just had to use whatever the company gave them, and they don't know how to choose a CRM or an email marketing tool, or um, they don't know how to make two pieces of software talk to each other 
to prevent rekeying and, and duplication of effort. So that is my area of expertise, and it leans into my previous life as a as a business analyst and, and project manager. So three distinct core areas, and everything else has gone from the business now, and it's very very niche now. Yeah, Demanda, is that the sort of thing that you advise your trainees, coaches, mentees to kind of think through? I don't necessarily encourage somebody to niche. I think there is, on day one, people panic. I haven't got a niche. And eight years ago, people used to say, do not pass go unless you've got a niche. And I was actually told, Amanda, um, you must use the industry you come from. So my background is military. The military is virtual assistants. And I beat myself up for 18 months because I didn't have a niche or a label or whatever. But like Joseph, she's now realised that actually that niche can be a service or a product or an offering. And, mm. and that can be things that you enjoy, it can be things that you're brilliant at, it can be sort of things. So I don't think it's about having a niche per se. Mm. I think it's about understanding what you're good at and what mm. you want to do and where you're going to add value to others. So, yeah. um, and I mean, Joe and I have had lots of conversations yeah. and have been around the houses a lot yes. about Absolutely. where your zone of genius is. Yeah. And it's really pleasing as an outsider looking in, it's really pleasing for you to say, do you know what? I've got this bucket, I've got that bucket, and I've got that bucket. And do you know what? If it doesn't fit into those buckets, I'll recommend somebody or I'll let it filter away. And I'm not going to worry that that work hasn't come to me. Because do you know what? It doesn't need to come to me. It can go to somebody else. And yeah. it's, a, it's almost like, I want to say a feeling of power. It's, all, <laughs> it's that feeling of being in control. It, you, it, you know what you're good at. It's like, I'm, I can do transcription. Um, I'm not very good at it. I get bored. Um, to be fair, I probably can't do that. But eight years ago, when I left the military, I could do transcription. And I remember that first piece of work coming into me and sitting there on a Sunday trying to get it done. And at the end of it, I was like, I've lost the word to it. <laughs> and so, and for many years, oh, I'd been told, no, you've got to offer everything you can do. And I literally finished that piece of work, sent it off, went to my website, took it down and went, never again, not just. Yeah, not, not yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, I, th I think you really have to enjoy what you do, don't you? You you really do. I think in any in any kind of work, and I think that's where people who work who choose taking the situation out of it. If you choose to be a remote worker, freelancer, virtual assistant, whatever you want to call a remote worker, um, I think that's the great thing is you can choose what you are good at and what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also about the relationship building because if, if a client comes to me and I can give them a portion of their or service a portion of their needs and then I can go, but you need to speak to Amanda because Amanda has that expertise, you then get a team of experts supporting that one client and you build relationships with other remote or gig workers or VAs and the benefit of that is that it becomes reciprocal because when they have a client who needs your expertise, they remember that you referred some work. So then that comes into that 
ethos of the go-giver and the relationship builder. And that's very, very important as a remote worker. Yeah, totally. In fact, one of our podcasts, we've got the great Michelle Ibs coming to talk to us about the importance of networking, networking. for VAs. But that's going to be in a future episode. So I think I'm going to wrap up now because... In these days of uh, COVID-19, when we're recording our inaugural one, Amanda's got to rush off and homeschool her kids. I'm very glad I'm at the other end of that, and I don't have to do any of all of that. And I just have to do the cooking and, and the cleaning and those sort I'm of things. I'm not very good at that bit. I'm probably better homeschooling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do most of the time like cooking. Um, sometimes, though, I get a bit fed up and I'd like somebody to cook for me. Do you ever find that? I'd like somebody to cook for me? Yeah. But, you know, hey, what can we do? Well, here in Israel, they have agreed to open restaurants for takeaway now. Everything's been completely closed. Um, so we can now get a takeaway, except we haven't sussed out what's open at the moment. And I suspect the queues will be just not worth it. So I'll wait another week or so. Anyway, Amanda, it's been so lovely to have you on our inaugural podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you and Joe today. And I'm sure Joe has as well. And yes, um, maybe we'll have you back on another episode later on in the season. Post-COVID-19. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometime, sometime in the future, the dim and distant future. So thank you very much for your time today. Do you have any last thing you'd like to say to our listeners before we before we log off? Um, no, thank you very much for having me. I really, really do appreciate it. I appreciate being the first one. Um, I love that Joe just mentioned my top recommended book. So the go-giver, because actually for me that is about how I like to live my life and it's how I like to um, run my business. And I think if that's the one thing that people take away is go and get yourself into Bob Berg's books, so the go-giver, it will make a huge, huge difference to the way in which people run their businesses. But no, thank you very much. Fabulous. Thank you ever so much. Right, Joe, wasn't that amazing, that lovely interview with Amanda? It's so inspirational to talk to somebody like Amanda. How long have you known Amanda? I think um, I first met Amanda about six years ago. Um, I did some training with ACT, and um, Amanda is always very helpful, very supportive, and very, very direct. So don't go to Amanda if you... um, don't want a dose of honesty because she really will give it you in the best possible way and you know her style of training does help you achieve yeah yeah um, i'm thrilled that she was our first guest yeah me too me too and amanda's been immensely helpful to me when i started tomorrow's va because i was in the corporate training space for microsoft office products before and um Amanda's been amazingly helpful to me, introducing me to VAs who might need my services. I've done webinars for her, um, for her fans and for her followers, and it's been really, really useful. And it's, it's just great. But um, while we were chatting there, quite a few things popped up for me. Um, we were talking about whether work will go back to how it was before, whether there'll be more virtual work. And the fact that lots of people have been thrown into this virtual world even if they don't want to be and um, all about building those relationships I think was the key message and now that we can't meet people face to face or go to networking events at the moment 
how do we keep those relationships? How do we build those relationships? So what's your take on that, Joe? How do we, what tools can we use nowadays for building and keeping those relationships with our clients and our future clients? Um, the first tool is the telephone. Just pick the telephone up and give somebody a call, have a chat. But if you're going to need the face-to-face, move to um, tools like Zoom. Teams is brilliant. You and I are working really well with that to, to organize and manage the podcast. And it's great because you get the opportunity to see people face-to-face, continue that networking. But in terms of building relationships, it's keep doing what you're doing, keep delivering, keep working with them, keep them informed. Um, and there are many, many ways that we can do that. Um, so whatever you do in your business now um, or previous to COVID, just keep doing that and enhance your um, communication through Teams and Zoom and all of the other online web tools that are available to you. Absolutely, I totally agree. And I don't know about you, but for me it's actually business as usual. Um, Because I work from home anyway, and I have been for the last several years, and I run an online business, so I'm online. And there's no difference. The only difference to my day is I can't nip out to the supermarket or the shops or go out for a coffee or go see my kids in another town. So that's that's at the moment the, the change for me. But I'm actually really busy because I'm helping people use things like Teams better in their business and use it for those communications, which leads us into our app of the week. So each in each episode, listeners, we're going to talk about one or other app or tool um, or element of an app or tool that will help and try and give some tips for you for using it. So at the moment, I'm completely ensconced in Microsoft Teams. I'm living it and breathing it at the moment. I created a course for VAs and how VAs can use it. And I'm currently creating a course for how trainers can use it because it's slightly different. But Joe and I are using it to manage the podcast. And I also use it with my VA to manage our workload. So it's just a great team. And just in a nutshell, what Teams does, it's a hub. It's a hub for communication. And each team that you create has different channels. And those channels can be used for a project or a topic. So with my VA, we have a newsletter channel and a social media channel and a blog channel uh, where I load up the documents I would like her to work on, edit, upload to the website or do whatever. Um, So the documents are stored in Teams. No more sharing and emailing and all those version stuff that we were doing before. And Amanda talked about WhatsApp. So we used to communicate by WhatsApp, by text, by email, by phone, and it got unmanageable. Um, And I'm sure you as a VA, Joe, when your client contacts you in six different ways, how do you track it all? But now all our communication happens inside Teams. So we have a posts area and we can chat with each other there. And we're doing the same with the podcast. So we've got a shared notebook, for example. We have a OneNote notebook where Joe and I, we have a page for each guest and we keep a track there of the questions we want to ask, uh, what their bio says and that kind of thing. And we're going to share all our recordings in there so we can edit them together. And it just makes life that much easier. So that would be my 
Um, my, my tool of the week, or for me tool of the moment, is Microsoft Teams. Um, and one, of the, one of the benefits, Shelley, of us working in this way is that we're working in a very streamlined and efficient way. And neither of us are having to go off and find an email and look in a different folder or, uh, you know, problems with shared this or shared that or a, a different set of tools. It is all in one single location so it's great for us to work together in that way and it's great for VAs to look at working with their clients in that way yeah. and have a team structure per client and it's all centralized you're not missing any instructions and um, communication it's really important when you're working virtually to have that yeah, I, I, I think so. Now, it might not be Teams. There are other tools out there. But I think finding a structured environment that works for you in the way that you and your clients, and maybe you have associates. So maybe you're a VA with associates and you have a team of VAs. This would work brilliantly for a team of VAs to have all your standard documents, all your templates, everything stored in one place so everybody can get to them. But that's enough about Teams for today. I am so pumped from our first episode. It's been real fun and uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I want to thank all our listeners for joining us. And we'd like to let you know, you'll see in the show notes below the way that you can get in touch with us. So if you want to get in touch with Joe, it's joe at jlbsupportsolutions.co.uk. Have I got that right, Joe? Yes. I did it. I did it. I keep getting it wrong. Uh, and for me, it's Shelley at tomorrowsva.com. So you can, you can uh, contact us by email. You can also see all our social media links there. I'm very greedy. I've got two Twitter accounts. You know, some people are just greedy. But um, basically, get in touch with us with any questions. And let us know what you'd like us to talk about in future episodes. We've got a fantastic list of guest experts lined up. And... Um, we look forward to listening to you or seeing you or hearing from you and we'll see you in the next episode. Anything to add, Jo? No, um, it, it's been a blast today and I uh, look forward to um, speaking to people very, very soon. Okay, we'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you hearing us in the next episode, which is coming very soon.